Did you ever wake up and say I was born for more? Well, the answer is yes, you are. We live in a world where we're faced with everyday challenges. This podcast is created for you, the listener, to hear a story of captivation and motivation to bring you to your fullest potential. We welcome you to be a part of this transformation. I am your host, Melissa Alves, but my friends call me Melly with the power within where together we can discover your greatest purpose. Welcome back to The Power Within. Today we have episode 13 of the 2019 year. I wanna thank everybody for joining me and being a part of this journey. May you have a blessed and happy Merry Christmas, and may you enjoy the new year as we close it out. I look forward to seeing and hearing from you in 2020. God bless. Hello, I'd like to welcome Aaron Jennings. He went from police officer to missionary, turn system and strategy coach, and Aaron Jennings helps mom entrepreneurs balance life and business. Welcome, Aaron. Thank you for hopping on to the Power Within today. Thanks, Melissa. I think it'll be fun to be here and to, you know, kick it around with you a little bit. Oh, most definitely. So I'd like to, I'd like for our listeners to know a little bit about you and, um, and your backstory of where you come. Is this like the fast version? Because there's a lot. (laughs) Yes, this is definitely the fast version because we don't have too much time today. (laughs) Right. Okay. Okay. So in 2011, my wife and I were dating and we were both police officers in Wichita, Kansas, looking for a change. And in May 2011, we quit our jobs, sold our houses, got married and left the country as full-time missionaries. So that's the major shift where we went from the perceived American dream of having my nice big house and my secure benefits to unemployed and homeless roaming the world. (laughs) And um, since then, uh, now I've learned how to make money online and create courses and membership sites and coaching and real estate and a bunch of other stuff, but leveraging technology so that I can continue to travel and be available anytime God wants me to do anything because that's important to me and still be able to make money doing it. So now I do everything leveraging technology and we travel the world doing what we want. That is amazing. Wow, wow, wow. Definitely the fast version there, right? It's a very fast version. (laughs) There's a lot of stories in there and I tried to just cut to the big points. Yes, yes, yes. So let's backtrack a little bit. You said you were a police officer and you left, you and your wife were both police officers and left your jobs in 2011? Yes. How long were you on the force for? I was on five and a half years. She was three and a half. She got on just two hour, uh, two years after I was already there, she showed up. Okay, okay. So now what made you, you personally, and then you, and then you can tell me about her, um, just decide, what, what made you decide, okay, I'm done being a police officer? So in the two years before 2011, Um, So anyway, at 2011 there, basically, I had went through a divorce and a depression. So I got on the police department because I wanted to help people. It's just, it's something I've always, I've always had a heart for God and I've always had a passion for helping people. And I grew up racing motorcycles, so kind of an adrenaline junkie. And I started thinking, hmm, how do you get paid for the adrenaline side and still (laughs) help people? And police officer came up. So we had... um, 
got on the police department and it's not, nobody likes police officers. <laughs> this is true. Actually, we have a police officer in my family. <laughs> right. And, and to make it a little bit worse, I worked from nine at night to seven in the morning on the weekends in the hood. Um, so as a white male police officer with hold that thought. no hold, hair. Hold that thought. The hood? Where's the hood at? The hood in Wichita, Kansas. Okay. And I know a lot of you say it's Kansas, but Wichita, <laughs> Kansas is like the center of the United States. Okay. And the highway that comes through there from the east and west coast mm -hmm. actually comes right through Wichita. So we had both the gangs from each coast mm -hmm. coming to the middle, running their stuff back and forth and circulating in the middle. Okay. So we still Got had it. all of it right there. But I worked in the hood at night. So everybody's, you know, African-American and Hispanic, and I'm the white guy with the shaved head. <laughs> it's like the last place that anybody's going to like your help. So it was definitely a negative place to be. <laughs> of course, yeah. And, um, and then, you know, to make matters worth, worse, while I was on the police department, I ended up going through a divorce. And so I found myself depressed and trying to pick fights in the hood and then turn my back on people hoping somebody just kill me. Right. I was just done and tired. And after like a year and a half of that, <laughs> I, all of a sudden it just clicked. It was like, hey, you know what? I was made for more than this. So either I do something to change it or I'm going to end up dead in an alley somewhere. And so at that point, that was where the shift in my mind came. And from that point on, it was like, I, I do whatever was necessary just to make a change. And I knew I just had to get out of the police department. I had to get out of town. I had to just get rid of everything that was normal <laughs> and you know what I was used to and the this um, life that I had going on and just start something new and so I started seeking to get back in my uh, relationship with God back on track and um, that kind of led to him calling me to Thailand and Andre and I were dating at that time and so I didn't tell her that hey, God's calling me to Thailand, and I've basically told him whatever I'm in as long as it's not here. <laughs> okay. I didn't tell her that, but that was the way I had perceived my call and was ready to go. Um, but one day I just, I asked her, because like we're 27, I think, years old at that time, and, okay. um, and like I've got a big house on 10 acres of land. I've got retirement and benefits, a good job. And she has a good job and she had her own house. I mean, if you're like 27 year old female looking for a man, I'm set up pretty well for what you're looking for, <laughs> you know, not, not um, to be selling everything and, you know, taking off broken homeless. <laughs> and so I was kind of tentative, you know, I didn't want to tell her, Hey, you know, all this stuff. I mean, I don't, she wasn't the type that was after all that stuff, but you just never know. Of course. You're still dating, right? It's not, it's not like, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, okay, we're still dating, and I'm looking at like selling everything and moving around the world. And so I just asked her one day just for fun to see what she would say. And I said, hey, what would you think if we, I don't know, if we just sold everything and just traveled the world? And she goes, that might be fun. <laughs> I was like, ooh. She's a keeper. Yeah, <laughs> I still didn't tell her at right. that point, but it came up later, you know. And so, of course, you know, fast forward, <clears throat> we ended up in missions work. 
Interesting. Wow. So was your first mission in Thailand? No, well, partially. So literally, like I said, we quit our jobs, sold our houses, got married and left the country all in one month. The month what? Of May. One yeah. month? Month of May, 2011. We did all of this. Oh, wow. So, um, so at the wedding, it was like, hey, we just sold everything. So we don't want any gifts or nothing. We just want, you know, friends to come hang out because we're leaving the country and we have no reason to come back. No jobs, no material possessions. So we don't know what's going on or how long it's going to take. But we knew we were going to Kenya for 30 days to meet a team down there. Um, and we were staying and helping out an orphanage. And then we were going from the orphanage in Kenya to Thailand for about 18 days to meet the pastor that God had called us to go help and see what he had going on. And, you know, just see, we knew we weren't going to stay that time, but, um, but still we didn't know what to expect. So we went over just to meet him and everything else. And, um, and then we thought we were coming back after that. Well, in Kenya, while at the challenge farm, the orphanage, I got a junk email about a Mediterranean cruise. <laughs> I looked at Andre and I go, hey, you want to go on a cruise off the coast of Italy instead of going back to the U.S. after Thailand? She's like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we don't have work to get back to, and it's not like the house is going to sit empty. We don't have one of those either. So, right. so we ended up going from uh, helping at the orphanage for 30 days and then over to Thailand for 18 days and got to know the pastor in his area and then jumped up and backpacked Italy for 12 days, got on a seven day cruise and then came back to the U S. So we were wow. gone two and a half months the first time and saw five countries total, I think. Oh. And that was both of our first time out of the U S <laughs> I'd say that's a heck of a honeymoon. <laughs> Let's do it right. <laughs> no reason to screw around. Let's just get after it. Do it right. <laughs> yeah yeah five countries in 60 days that's amazing yep. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and 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 also not only that but you were following god's calling mm -hmm. yep. Oh. yep and this is something i'm passionate about is getting people past this idea of scarcity that we think missionaries should be broke because we never raised money we just went on everything that we did and we did it for like five years we just went and god provided for us and he provided for us a whole lot better than we could have provided for ourselves if we were raising money and doing stuff. Not saying anybody's doing it wrong, but it's definitely like for us, I didn't see scarcity and I didn't see sacrifice. Because when I had the American dream, the big house on 10 acres of land and the retirement, the benefits and the good pay, I was depressed. I wanted to die. <laughs> and all of my spare time and all my spare money was spent fixing my nice big house and not getting to go do anything I wanted to do. And then as soon as I sacrifice the American dream to go follow God, I'm getting to see the world and meet amazing people and go amazing places. And I'm not like using other people's money. Like God's just taking care of us. And it was crazy the stuff that happened. We could tell stories for like years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Well, how about you share one of those moving stories with us today? Well, we could, the very first one literally was, it was going to cost us $3,000 for the two of us to get to, from the U.S., from Wichita, Kansas, after the wedding, 
to um, Katali, Kenya and stay at the challenge farm for 30 days. Mm-hmm. And we told people, you know, hey, we don't want any gifts. We don't, you know, you don't have to bring us anything. We just want you to come hang out. Well, people gave us money. And at the wedding, we got 3050 some dollars for wedding gifts. Just what you needed. So, to like get it there. was exactly enough, like to go to, go to Kenya and then, you know, go through that. And before we knew about Italy or anything, the pastor we were going to see, he's like, before you come here, I want to send you to Phuket. And he sent us to Phuket when we got to Thailand, which is an island area, to honeymoon for three days before we came to see him. Oh, wow. And so, like, that's just, that was, like, the very first one. Like, we started off married life, and God provided and sent us right out of, right out of the country with him taking care of us. So that was the first one. <laughs> now, that's a, that's a blessing right there. And a, and a wonderful gift from the pastor as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was awesome. And we saw so much of that. And like I said, we can, we can just go on and on with stories. That's definitely something that could go. And so we came back to the United States. We were here for nine months living in a camper and drove from Kansas south to New Orleans and then followed the coast of Florida, cut across Florida and went all the way up through Maryland and then stair-stepped back into the middle to Kansas over nine months and we were doing disaster relief work along the coast and uh, meeting different mission trips along the coast to lead big teams of people. So when I say lead big teams of people, we'd have like 4,000 people showed up in one area um, to do work and they need people that know how to lead those teams. And I had done construction and things in the past. So I would have upwards of 250 people working under me for like an entire eight days just doing projects and just run around making sure they had stuff and they know what they're doing and getting stuff done right and getting people where they need to go and um, because when you have four thousand people show up saying i'll help but they don't know what to do they need direction and leadership (laughs) yeah and there's a it takes a certain person to be able to keep up with that many people all at once and I'm, I mean, coming from the adrenaline background stuff, I'm like, I'll do it. <laughs> no problem. Like, if I don't know, you can just stand there and look at me and I'll just tell this guy what to do. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, I have no idea. So that was fun. But we took off on that. Um, is another story is what I was leading up to. We were driving a three-quarter ton diesel pickup truck, pulling a 35-foot camper that we lived in. Mm-hmm. and um, the transmission went out of the truck and it was $3,600 to fix it. And we weren't raising money. We didn't have any money or anything. So we were right. just stuck along the side of the road. Well, literally there was nothing where the truck broke down and we pulled there. I mean, except one house, like literally at the intersection, the truck would barely move pulling the camper. So there was nowhere to pull in or anything else except some old guy's house. And so I parked it in the street and I went up and knocked on his door. I'm like, hey, this is what's going on. I got to find a place to get the truck fixed, you know, but I can't get out of here. I was like, is there anywhere that, you know, we can pull the camper to to drop it off or anything? And he's like, just back it in next to the house. You can hook up there. There's water and electric and everything else. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> So he just backed us in next to his place, left the camper there. We stayed there for three days. And I was like, well, it's Wednesday night. There's got to be a church or something going on. God put us right here, obviously, and is taking care of the camper. 
the truck still will run slowly, but it will. It's like, so we should probably be somewhere. <laughs> and on a Wednesday night, we roll into town and we ask the guy at the gas station if there's any churches or anything like that that are having a service that night. And he's like, no, you know, there's only one place I can think of that does anything around here. And he sends us up to this church and there's this guy that came and it was his first night ever coming to that church. He's like, man, my friend's been trying to get me to come forever and I just haven't. And um, this was my first night here and I was here to meet you guys. What you guys said was absolutely amazing. And he's like, it's exactly what I needed. <laughs> it's like, well, we were just driving down the highway and God thumped us and stuck us here. So <laughs> we're here for you too. <laughs> and what's funny though, is the next day we went back by that gas station and the same guy was working and he's like, I don't know why I could only think of that one last night. There's one down here. There's one over there and there's one over here and they all do stuff. I was like, that's all right. We were where we were supposed to be. That's right. You were where you needed to be. <laughs> Three days later, somebody stepped up and put the transmission in the truck, paid for it for us. We were back on the road. Wow. <laughs> so, I mean, it was like just God in, you know, Godcidence. I call it a Godcidence. God and coincidence. Mm-hmm. Godcidence. So mm -hmm. We had God after Godcidence just going, you know. It's funny that you say that because I say it in Spanish. No, oh, yeah. no es coincidencia, es diocidencia. Diocidencia. Mm -hmm. I like it. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, so now, I, you, you, by you telling me this, it seems like everywhere you've been, God has been leading you and holding you by the hand and telling you this is where you need to be. Sometimes. He didn't tell us most of the time. I mean, when we were driving in the camper, we didn't know where we were going. We were just driving. Okay. And the truck would break and we're like, okay, well, obviously we're right here. <laughs> and this is where he wants us. And when he's ready for us to leave, he'll fix it and we'll leave. Right. And we were there three days and then we left. And obviously we were there for the right reason. And um, it was a lot of stuff like that where we didn't, we had some places that we knew we were supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And then other times it was like, okay, I have nowhere for you to be. So I, I'm a firm believer after everything that we've done that there's times where God grabs you by the hand and says, I want you to go here. Mm -hmm. And you follow him there. And then there's other times where he's not calling you to go somewhere, but just to seek him and to be with him. And at that point, he goes where you want to go. That's what I believe. Because like we had so many times like that where it's like, okay, God said, go here. We're going. And then after that, he's like, all right, you can go back. And I'm like, well, what do we do now? And he's just quiet. <laughs> and he's like, do what you want. I mean, that's the way I feel is like, do what you want. And as long as your eyes are focused on him and your heart is seeking him, then what you want is always still going to be in line with what he's got you there for. Because you're using your passions and talents that he gave you to help other people and to do things. Like, that's what we love doing. So even when we do what we want, we always end up sharing what we're doing. <laughs> And so I believe there's times where he grabs you and he says, come on, let's go. I need you over here. And we're like, okay. And then there's other times where he's like, all right, I'm going to go with you. Where are we going? And he goes with us and he blesses us where we want to go too. I, I totally, I totally agree. Now, can you share with us, um, with, with the listeners, how me and you are working together and, um, 
getting something great coming for 2020. <laughs> so after all of this missions work and, tra and traveling around, um, I told you seven days after we got married, we were standing in an orphanage in Kenya for the next month. And I went from having income and a nice house and all this stuff and kind of unfulfilled. Now I'm standing in Kenya and we went and helped in the slums of Africa and people are living in trash houses and they can't feed themselves. And 12 Americans were able to scrape together $60 and we bought enough corn maize that we could actually feed 50 people for two weeks. And everybody was like, yeah, this is awesome. We were able to feed 50 people for two whole weeks. And I was standing there kind of pissed off. I was like, this is ridiculous. How did 12 Americans only come up with 60 bucks? That's not even $10 a piece. Well, everybody was tapped out because they had to buy their tickets and they had to get all this stuff, you know, and they're losing vacation time, you know, to come here and everything. And so from that point forward, over the next six years, I said, how do I make money while I'm doing this? And I tried to tap into how do I use the internet so that I can not be the broke missionary, but the rich missionary. I'm not a rich missionary right now, by the way, but <laughs> how do I tap into this internet so that we're free to do what God wants and still make money doing it? And that's where that kind of started, right? Fast forward six years, I'm a systems and strategy coach. I use the internet for everything. We build courses, we do videos, podcasts, just like this. Everything is literally at the click of a button now, and we can do it from anywhere in the world. While we're at an orphanage now in Kenya, we could continue doing this. And so that came together with missions and this leveraging technology to say, how do I use this to change the missions world? You know, how do we make missionaries, rich missionaries, so that when they're in places, they can give more? Because I don't know if you've ever went anywhere with a missionary, but if you gave a missionary a bunch of money, they have a tendency to give it away. And so mm -hmm. I'm like, so if we feed more money into this, by using our God-given talents to create these things that he's shown me how to do, then how could I use this in the missions world? And I came up with Watch Missions Live. And so essentially, I posted out who's interested in missions work. And that's where you were like, me, 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 I'm interested. I want to be a part of this. I might be exaggerating a little bit, but I'm pretty I sure. said I have a heart for missions. <laughs> I pictured you jumping up and down going, yeah, me, me, me. <laughs> and so that's how we got connected. And so, yeah, we're working on that. We've got one or two other people are working with us. And in June, we're planning on, I'm going to put it out there. In June, we're launching this live streaming platform where we will be equipping and educating missionaries in different countries to be able to stream their live missions like reality TV to one platform in the United States and um, to where you can literally just log on and watch live missions work being done all around the world on demand in the palm of your hand. So amazing. That, amazing. That what we're building. <laughs> yes. Yes. And we're, we're teasing with the podcast right now. We just sent out the watch missions live page on Facebook, teasing to the podcast. So there's pictures and things on the page on Facebook and telling you to come to the podcast and get the interviews because the interviews are all going to be free. We want you to get God stories and God sentence stories that you wouldn't otherwise hear about unless you ran into a missionary. We're going to, we've created a platform and we're creating this platform where missionaries from all around the world can shout their message and everybody can hear it in one spot. 
instead of all of them having to become social media pros. <laughs> We're going to do it for them. Yes, yes, just in one platform. One platform. <laughs> so I, I'm so I'm I'm ecstatic because I'm a part of this, and I, like I said, have a heart for missions. And for the people that are listening now and have contributed to uh, last weekend, we had our mission in um, in my native country of Peru, which we call the Cho La Chocolatada. And we were able to help 150 children nice. um, <laughs> celebrate their Christmas. And, and uh, for all of the supporters can be found, and if they want more information or if they'd like to, to contribute or be a part of this um, big launch for January, mm -hmm. where can they find you? Gotcha. I personally, Aaron M. Jennings. That's A-A-R-O-N. A-A-R-O-N-M-J-E-N-N-I-N-G-S. It's AaronMJennings.com. Aaron M. Jennings on Instagram. Aaron M. Jennings on Facebook. Uh, kept it simple. <laughs> and then uh, for Watch Missions Live, it's watchmissionslive.com or watchmissionslive page on Facebook. That's where we want you to go right now. So at the watchmissionslive.com, you can actually sign up so that you get alerts about the podcast. So as soon as it's there, we can shoot you an email, a message, and let you know so that you can grab the first episodes and get right in on the beginning um, because we'll probably have some cool stuff we'll do for the first people that get registered just to, um, you know, tease you a little bit more. <laughs> um, so watchmissionslive.com, AaronMJennings.com, or both on Facebook. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Aaron, for being a part of uh, The Power Within tonight. And you know what? What? God sends. <laughs> yep. Yep. God sends. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Power Within, where your story can make an impact on another person's life. If you enjoyed what you heard, scroll down and leave me a raving review. Oh yeah, and don't forget, if you're not subscribed, hit the button and do it now so you won't miss out on our weekly episodes.